Fit for Life Radio with your hostesses, me, Gary, and Will and Ben. Hey. Hello. Notice he said it like, me, Gary. <laughs> me. <laughs> Gary. I. It, fine, we'll do an ABC order then. Mm, then Ben gets mm, to be first. Ben. <laughs> me. Hi. <laughs> Sorry, that's, that's for last. <laughs> Hello. No big uh, deal. Ben, Gary. If y'all, you, y'all still feeling that holiday hangover a little bit? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Dude, I had one day. It's coursing through my veins. When was it, man? This weekend, like all I wanted was meat. Like I didn't want anything else. Like, <laughs> like nothing on it. No, like no rice. Just like I had a day where like my body was like, hey, you need protein, and like that's all you need. And it was like a wake up call. <laughs> mm. Like too much macaroni at the Christmas party and the day after. So much oh, yeah. food. I taken my food instinct out behind the shed and shot it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah like, I don't even. I don't. It's it's dead. It's gone. It's gonna. It's definitely gonna take a little bit to get re in tuned with. Uh, do I want this or do I need this? <laughs> yeah, dude. Ooh. It's let's talk hard. about that a little because I noticed that for me too, and that's where the whole it's because of the processed foods, right? Like. Oh yeah, hundred percent. Do when I you eating all the cookies and the sugar and like you just want more because your brain you just like want more because it tastes so good and then it just throws everything off and I'm sitting there like uh-huh. I'm gonna eat all these cookies because they're delicious and not and you just don't pay attention to anything else. Mm-hmm. There's no rhyme or reason anymore. It's just like there's food in my house. So let's go. Yep. Yeah, and then no, it just th- throws everything off. And then we were, mm. Alexis and I were working out. Uh, what was it Tuesday? You know, after a huge dinner the night before, a bunch of food, like bagels and stuff for breakfast that the family had. And then, dude, I just could like the workout was so. I mean, I, you just did whatever, anyways. But when you're just so full and stuff like that all the time, like you feel so sluggish. Yeah, it's true, dude. You do. It's awful. And then, like, once you're back to, like, eating, like, you're how you normally would or eating, you know, good whole foods, like, dude, everything just feels better. Mm-hmm. I hit the little, I hit the 24-hour fast yesterday, Ooh. you know, the travel day is always, always a good thing, works well. And, uh, That's a good idea, I like You that. know, so we had dinner, uh, our last dinner that Tuesday night, what is today, Thursday? Tuesday night, and then, yeah, so then basically fast it all, traveling. For all day Wednesday and, and until dinner uh, yesterday. So 24 hours, a little over 24 hours. Um, you know, the thought of that probably scares the shit out of most people. Mm-hmm. Like not yeah. eating for 24 no hours. Food. Well, you know what, man? That'd probably be great for everybody to do. It, well, you learn so much. You learn well, yeah, that, A, to you're not going like, to die. Yeah, yeah, what does hunger really feel like? Mm-hmm. And two, knowing that like if you don't eat, you're okay. Like if you don't eat for three days, like maybe you're in trouble. You know, like <laughs> yeah. you might need to eat, but... Do one day, like I feel like that would teach everyone a good lesson. Yeah, well, especially when you've loaded up for two weeks, you know, and then if you have any body fat on you, which we all do, like you have stored uh-huh. energy. So you know what um, though, like you're a little more adjusted. Somebody that eats like processed shit all the time, if they did a 24 hour fast, dude, they would probably feel 
awful. Oh yeah, their blood sugar is gonna tank. Oh, yeah, and it's it, gonna be like a roller coaster. Like their body's used to that, like those constant hits. You know what I mean? Of of carbs or you know the uh, the hyper palatable foods. And so when their body's not getting that, it freaks out or their brain, excuse me. Um, but it's a good place for everyone to get to where you can like go five or six hours in between meals or, or oh, have a sure. fast and, and be fine, like have stable energy levels. That's a sign of, of being healthy. Dude, one of personally, one of the best things I think I did, um, and it just kind of happened this way. I think, and I've talked about it before on here is just like not eating early. Like usually I'll eat after I train, which ends up being like 10, 11, 12 o'clock. Like I don't really have a certain time. It's just when it happens. Um, but having that fast from like dinner until like, you know, mid morning to noon, I just feel a lot better all the time. Even yeah. training wise, you know, like that, that extra fast and just knowing like if I'm a little bit hungry, like you're good, man. It's not, it's not the end of the world. Um, so it's definitely helped with that, especially being somebody who, um, you know, is prone to like being a little more hungry or, you know, craving awful foods, things like that. Like if I have one, I need to have a million. Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah, it's, it's good. It's a good adjustment for me, which I, I definitely like. Yeah. I mean, and there's different ways to do it. I, I enjoy like having breakfast and feel better, but I don't eat in between my meals, you know? So yeah, I think exactly. the important thing is just being in a state of, of not eating <laughs> more often, you know, like, yeah, like being, not constantly eating. <laughs> exactly. So yeah. that could be, that could be fa intermittent fasting a little bit longer. It could be having a one hour, f 24 hour fast a month or a week, or it could be less, uh, more space in between your meals and, yeah. and less, less frequency, basically just finding a way to eat less often. Yep. And all of those are like perfectly cool ways to do it. There's no real one way to do it, which is great. So, and then, uh, yeah, I mean, but man, those, yeah, I just have no self-control when it comes to, to anything. I mean, me neither. I think self-control is for the large part, like not a thing. Yeah. I think like, there is a, a degree of it, but overall, like it's not what people say it is. It's just setting your, you got to set your environment up. Like we talked about last week. That's really more what it is. You know, now there are the people like Whitney that can eat like a cookie and be done you know or one i think they call them moderators people that can <laughs> eat like one of like in anything like they can like play a video game for 10 minutes and be good or they can go do the slot machines and then like just play it once and they're fine mm -hmm. uh, but then there's people damn i forget the word for it but the other half of the coin to where like that one like you know dopamine hit activity just like cascades way easier and i know i'm that type of person um so yeah, it's it's interesting. Yeah, I wish I was the other the other type of person, but I just I'm not. I wasn't mm -hmm. born that way. And then really, kind of leading into that, looking at the new year here around the corner, most people are going to be taking that approach with their their goals. You know, January first, yeah. I want to get fit, so they're going to go keto. They're gonna they're gonna go to the gym and do three hours a day of working out. And they're going to make that goal happen in, in four days, right? Yeah. They're going to resolve all of their 2017 mistakes within the first week of January. <laughs> Let's do it, baby. <laughs> down. Nice. Peace, smooth. All of your problems. <laughs> all the oh, shortcomings man. solved. So, so what we want to help you guys out with today is, is giving you some ideas of actually just simple individual things to change in your daily life that are going to make way more impact than – 
than trying to go whole 30 or keto uh, for a month. So, you know, when you think about it, saying I'm going to go keto if, and you currently eat Twinkies and Ho-Hos, that, that then means going to a place to where eating an apple is technically bad, you know, because yep. the, the apple will take you out of ketosis. Uh-huh. And do most of you, do most of us even need that? Do we need to be at, at a place where like an apple is on the no list? Um, I don't think so. So I know, so we'll, we'll kind of each share one. One I want to share is, which we kind of just talked about, is is not snacking. So instead of going on some huge massive super change plan for 2018 if most people just say i'm not going to snack in between meals that that will they'll get more from that in in 2018 than anything else and when i say snack you know that yeah if you're super hungry and you're like you know about to pass out like eat a meal but the, the like you know have a palm of protein and a fistful of veggies maybe a piece of fruit with it just don't allow yourself to give in to to having a needing a snack and then you pull out some peanut butter uh, pretzel crackers or you know it's kind of an excuse to have something like that um, so you know not snacking is just you know with our clients one of the things we see that's just an easy way to to make progress with losing weight feeling better improving your digestion and, and, and all that good stuff yep and then I think a good distinction too is like when you want a snack like are you actually hungry or do you just like want a snack, you know, like, or like, are you a tiny bit hungry, but you know, you'll survive. So, you know, asking yourself that question before you grab a snack, I think is a good idea too. Um, because for a lot of people, like if you are like starving, then you might not have ate enough of the right stuff at your previous meal too. Yep. You know, so you use that as a cue if it like, you know, 10 AM every day or whatever time you're like ravenous and you already ate breakfast. Well, like maybe you should add some more like protein to that to that breakfast, and then see how you feel um, at that same time, and that might do it for you. So a lot of that like urge to snack might just be not eating enough at your real meals. So yep. that might be a good takeaway, something you could try out if you do find yourself like always wanting to reach for the pretzels or you know eating four handfuls of cashews or something like that. Mm. Um, so. Uh, so, and yeah. over the and, and over the long term, yeah, adding that extra lean protein to your breakfast may only be an extra hundred calories. Whereas mm-hmm. then, if you if you're kind of hungry and you have four handfuls of cashews, you know that's that's eight hundred calories. So like yep. those are that's the the difference in the in the long term. Uh huh. Uh huh. I'll uh I'll go ahead and, and tack on mine. Um, just a good, not easy, but um, like a simple, impactful thing that you can do. Because I know for me personally, and I'll tell you guys why this happens, um, you know, I experienced this, is like getting a good night's sleep. So if you don't get enough sleep, it kind of messes with your hormones, and then basically, if you want to look at it like this, it kind of it cuts down on the quote-unquote willpower that you have, so you're a lot more likely to, re- to reach for like calorie-dense food rather than nutrient dense food because your body or your brain is just like I need you know the the most dense thing I can get um, because your your hunger hormones are really out of whack so you're a lot more likely after a really bad night of sleep or just like you know staying up super late to grab something without even thinking about it right so you're getting your coffee and I guarantee you're probably 10 times more likely to just grab a donut and go and not even think about it like it's just like an instinct to just I need this, I'm getting it and, and leaving without even really going through the thought process. 
Um, and I think that happens with a lot of people. They get really, really hungry and they start craving stuff in the morning um, after a really bad night of sleep. So I think getting a good night's sleep can really help with that because you're not going to feel that intense hunger or like compulsion to get something that's, you know, sugary and fatty and hyper palatable and your body's like, I need it. Um, and also you just feel better overall. I mean, getting a good night's sleep is good for everything. You recover from your workouts. Um, it helps you not get sick. I mean, you're way more likely to get sick if you don't sleep. So really overall, um, you know, you can, you can just feel better. And I think a lot of that, so I'll, I'll go to like a, a, a takeaway, a really simple thing you can do is just set a bedtime. You set a bedtime and you, you know, you're a little more likely to adhere to it, but, um, yeah, just try to get in bed around that time. You know, and then maybe get better as time goes on, but that at least will help rather than just, you know, free for all. I'm going to bed at nine o'clock tonight and then I'll be in bed at 3 a.m. the next day because I was up watching Netflix. Set a bedtime, then you'll be a little more likely to adhere to it and then, in effect, helping your nutrition. Because I know when I don't get enough sleep, I'm like, damn, like I could use a donut today or something like that. And so it definitely is a good example of how one thing can affect your entire day in terms of what you eat and, and all that. Yeah, and there's really no argument against it, right? Because think about it. After 10 p.m., like there's nothing you can be doing that's going to benefit uh, your energy levels the next day. You know, most people are staring at screens, watching. Yeah. You know, so like, like that's not going to help. So really, and nowadays, like you, you know, people have Netflix. Like you can watch any show you want at any time. So it's not like you're going to yep. miss anything. Like you can just pause it and watch it at uh, an earlier time the next day, and, and just you know, there, there's really no excuse. Uh huh. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think uh, I, I kind of have a specific one that I was thinking of, um, but I think that the the way to, I guess, attack that is, is the kind of the same way you can attack a lot of the goals that you'll be setting for, for 2018. And I think that's really just, just turning them into bite-sized goals into something that you can do maybe daily or every – you know, once a week, something systematic, but that's not, it's not a big bite. And, you know, if you're staring at the, you're staring at the whole pie and you're going to see how much you can eat, like, or how quickly you can eat it. Um, or maybe you're going after your first chin up, for instance, and you want to basically, yeah, put in like six days a week toward, toward, uh, um, just intense chin up training. Um, it's, it's kind of the wrong mindset. You're going to rush through, um, and maybe stuff yourself full if you're, if we're going back to the pie metaphor. Um, and then what are you going to do for the next six months? If the goal or the pie was meant to be eaten in six months and you're done in three, um, it's, I mean, you're, you're probably still full. So it's not like you have something else to eat. Um, but instead, if you just take things a little bit more bite size, a little bit more systematic, do your due diligence, you know, maybe every day. Um, but, uh, but in a simpler and, and, uh, more manageable term, um, you actually get to your goals in, you get to them in a very uh, joyful way. So I guess mine, all that to say, mine is uh, I'd like to get better at uh, meditation. I think meditation is one of the best uh, ways to kind of control your own decision-making, control your own mind, understanding where you are throwing energy um, and, and, and how easy it is to get wrapped up in things pulling you left, right, up and down. Um, I think being able to go to that space in your own mind um, is, uh, I mean, for me personally, is something that I, I want to go after. So uh, 
getting better at meditation. I hear, I've actually talked to a few people uh, at the gym about this and they're like, okay, so I'm going to start meditating an hour each day. And I'm thinking to myself, if you've never meditated, (laughs) uh, like you will not succeed at meditating an hour each day. And and yeah, all that, all that metaphor stuff is really coming to this conclusion. Like, no, you know what you need to do is you need to shoot for something like three minutes. Yep. And you know what? Let's say let's say you undershoot it. Let's say three minutes was easy. You know how okay that is? You know it's okay to set a goal that you know you can achieve and then achieve it? Teaching yourself that type of success day after day is going to bring you a lot farther than, yeah, an hour. And then Tuesday, an hour. Wednesday, an hour. And then I guarantee Thursday, you don't, you don't have an hour to spend on that. Like, you're going to get tired. You're exactly. going to get burnt out. Or, again, pie metaphor, you're going to get full. Um, you're just – really, I think – setting up your 2018 by making it actually bite size things that you can control um and then i mean that way you're succeeding day after day being successful day after day really really will contribute to a positive uh 2018 and and how you how you tackle any of your uh your problems or shortcomings from 2017 um but yeah yeah one of my favorite websites zenhabits.com leo babalta he, he talks good. about that, um, and it's a mindset thing too, right? If you tell yourself, oh, I have to commit an hour to this, it can be overwhelming, and then you never get started on it, you know? Mm-hmm. Whereas if you say, oh, I just, I just can do one minute of meditating, then that gets you started, right? It's only one minute, yep. and then that yep. one minute may turn into an hour or whatever, right. but a lot of people end up psyching themselves out by committing to too much. Uh, he uses the example of flossing, right? Like, just say, I'm just going to floss one tooth, you know? And then, oh, one tooth, that's going to take four seconds. But obviously, once you get started, like, you're going to finish, you know? Right, right, um, right. So, and then, and then even more, back to the, the specifics of meditating, most of the benefits you, you can get from 10 minutes a day. Um, yep. So, Absolutely. yeah, an hour is, I mean, I mean, unless you really love it, it's not I even mean, necessary. Yeah, you're, you're going, you're going for, uh, you're going for something else. If you're, if you're going for an hour, you're really yeah, you're trying to, to be a monk type of, yeah. yeah, exactly. And you know what, like, for some people, like, they love it and they want to, you know, reach that point. But for most people, do ten minutes. Ten yeah. minutes is way more than we give ourselves now in terms of like just having a calm mind and just like being present. And like, yeah. dude, that even do even five minutes a day would be super beneficial for every human being, you know. So, you know, st- starting small is not a bad thing. Yeah, yeah. I think I think I think all I'm seeking is clarity, you know, and, and the answers that a lot of us look for, and we listen to a lot of things, we watch a lot of TV, we read or we scroll Facebook. We we we're looking for a lot of different answers, and I think I think those answers are inside each one of us. I think we can we can find those the directions, the what we really want out of say 2018 mm-hmm. or whatever. Um, but uh, just that clarity, yeah, five minutes, five minutes should do it. Yeah. Um, uh, at least moving you toward it. And you know what? Like you get better. At like that five minutes though, mm. as you go on, like you'll get better. Because most people when they start meditating, like they suck. Oh, it's and it's yeah, cool, I mean, it's fine, it's, but that's yeah, the way it is. Like most people have a, a really hard time clearing their mind, and I think meditation like is really just you're always just trying to reach that state. Like I think you hit it in bite sizes. Like you won't have you know ten minutes straight of just like silence and that's Mm -hmm. for most people unless you're a monk and you've been doing it for a long time it really it's just like you kind of go in and out of hitting that silence and i think it's fine and it's good and it's a good exercise for you as a person um and i think people get frustrated that it's not you know five to ten minutes of 
complete silence and they feel like, oh, I can't shut my brain off. I can't do this. Well, none of us can. No, your brain's going to keep going. It's going to keep, yeah. and it's just an exercise and calming it, I think, and, yeah. and reaching that state of what we will call silence, you know, and there's varying degrees of it and, and you get better with time. It's a skill and you have to practice it. And I think that scares a lot of people really with any, any skill, if we want to talk about it. Um, you know, if you took it in little bite-sized chunks, like you would do better and you were just okay with doing the best you could that day. Mm-hmm. Like that's, I mean, that's pretty much key with everything. You know, if you're trying to do a push up, you know, and then you can't do one on a box, but you, you know, are like, oh, I'm going to get a push up in, you know, a few months, but you start doing them on the floor. Like, what are you going to get out of that? You're going to get anything but burnout. You know, you're not going to get anywhere. But if you start small and just do like, oh, well, I just did five push ups today, you know, on a box. Yeah. You know, you did that for a week. And then the next week, you did two sets of five push-ups you know and then a year from now you're going to be great but if you keep doing them on the floor and floundering around and and all that like you're not going to get it right and that goes with anything you know that's ben's pie metaphor you keep trying to eat the whole pie without ever trying to have one slice then you know you're gonna you're gonna kind of spin your wheels you're gonna yeah good luck getting through it all yeah yeah and that's really you know with the new year around the corner what what we want to emphasize is is set your set your outcome goals like we've talked about uh, in the past episode, but then yeah, really dig in on those process goals and, and break them down. And if you are interested in meditating more, a great app that I personally use is Headspace. Mm-hmm. So it's a, it's a guided meditation app, and you can yes, like say I want to do a ten minute, and they and you know if you like guided meditation, so, you know there's some Australian guy with a nice accent to kind of talking mm-hmm. you through it, and help. it it helps a lot. So I, I prefer the guided meditation. Uh, but yeah, it's a check that little app out. It's called Headspace. It's so a free trial, right? Ten days yeah, there's a free trial. You can really just stick with the free trial. But I, I I do the paid version and it's a bunch of other stuff. It's pretty yeah, cool. Yeah, but so. if, if you're gonna do it, it's worth it, I think. But yeah, everyone should try that out. So another one for me. Then we'll just maybe m- make another trip around here. Is uh, so I know a lot of people want numbers. You know, even as much as like counting everything can end up being a hindrance. That isn't isn't super accurate. Um, one number I do like, and for people that do want to plug, you know, that do plug my fitness pal and all that good stuff, is your protein number. Aim for a hundred grams of protein a day. You know, if a lot, if you want a, just something real type A, a number to focus on, like that's the one. Most people don't hit it, and when people do, there's a huge benefit. When you eat that much protein, you're going to be full. Uh, most protein foods have a lot of nutrients, so you're getting a lot of that good stuff, and it does great things, especially when you're training. So 100 grams a day, I mean, it, it, that's a minimum. So, and for girls, it'll be fine. Guys do a little more. Uh, but yeah, so if you focus on hitting that, am I hitting that, almost everything else falls into place. I, b- I believe Diego was telling us about one of our clients, Lauren, who, who's lost, what, 40 pounds or so recently? Yeah. And that was, the feedback was that was, she was just amazed because that was the only thing she's really changed or focused on was that she was getting enough protein in yep. at, at each meal and that's carried her a long way and, and we see that over and over and over so mm-hmm. 100 grams of protein a day it's a great habit for new year's like if you're like i'm gonna lose 15 pounds this year don't don't try to do some complicated diet don't do this don't do that if you want just do that simple thing. Say, I'm going to eat 100 grams a day, plug it in. Really, after a couple of days, you'll know what 100 grams of protein looks like. Uh, we like to use the hand guide, so it, it will break down to about five servings a day of yep. protein. So like four ounces of meat or one cup of cottage cheese or Greek yogurt or a scoop of protein powder. All those 
make up a serving. So five servings of those is yep. about 100 grams. Which it might be daunting at first, too, for some people. But if you don't hit 100, just try, yeah. you know, and then get better as time goes on. Some people fill up before yeah. they hit 100. Which is know, kind of the takes, point, which is good. Yeah, and absolutely. it's daunting, but it's it's a good daunting, right? Like we're, oh, like we're asking you to eat more, more of something and not worry about too much other stuff as opposed to like you can't have this, 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 yep. this, 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 this. Exactly. You know, taking everything away. So – um, one of the other cool parts about the about protein, and this is just I, this might be more personal experience. I'm sure you got some science to back me up, mm. um, but uh, w when you get that number, when you, I mean, just as simple as like 100 grams of protein, like the food instinct that I killed behind my shed, like that's how you revive it. If, if you're getting a baseline of protein, like you're that that's where the food instinct is actually built off of because your your central like need as as a human being that protein regeneration is happening after that then you can really start paying attention like maybe i do need a little bit more food today or less food today but I, unless you're hitting that number um you know I, I really would check yourself before you're just like i'm hungry and and i actually need this cookie or whatever yeah um no, I mean, protein fills you up, you know, so a lot of times yeah, if you don't have much protein in a meal, like that's why you're always hungry. Like, you know, carb calories and fat calories are, are essentially fuel calories, you know. Um, so that's why you could sit there and eat two loaves of bread while you're waiting for your dinner and, and with butter slathered all over it and not blink. But think about it when you're hungry and you get a steak. As hungry as you are, by the time you start digging into that steak, when you eventually get full, like you know, and then it's not, then protein is not appetizing anymore. Like you're full, you know. Right. So yeah, it, it's kind of that central regulator of, of your of your appetite. Because again, you you have to have it. You know, like your body needs yeah. protein to rebuild and do so many things. You know, again, fat and carb calories are essentially fuel calories. Uh, some of them are essential. You know, you need a little bit of fat. Um, but, but outside of the essential, it, they're just fuel. Whereas protein, like w science knows we need at least 50 grams a day and that's just to survive. That's not even talking about what's optimal and to thrive. Then you act, you add an active lifestyle, weight training, resistance training, wanting to be lean and yeah, you need more. And again, we've kind of found that magic number for most people, uh, to be about at least a hundred grams a day is, is a good, mm -hmm. good goal. Yep. Hmm. Mm, we should, damn, we should have a protein episode one day. I could go all day. <laughs> and that's where protein supplements come in. Like if you have trouble hitting 100, then get a protein supplement and, you know, have a shake or, or throw up, mix it in your oatmeal or, or, or whatever. Just like weirdo and just eat the protein powder straight. Yeah, mm -hmm. just you straight up. <laughs> so, yeah, that's my – what do you got for, for round two here? Mm. Damn. Mm. I was so enthralled by you that I actually forgot what I was going to say. Um so we've covered sleep, protein. Mm. We could do now. This this isn't most of the, uh, our clients don't have this problem, uh, but you know something something with actually showing up to work out or or getting in that habit. You know, it's like yeah. I mean, if we go on to that, like that's actually yeah. We we've danced around. I mean, we've done this for a little while. Um, and we kind of see what works, what people need, what you know, all that. And I would say. Like everybody's goal above all else should be to show up to the gym because without that, like nothing else is going to happen. So for most people, they're not going to eat their protein or they, they won't eat as well as they should. 
if they're not even going to the gym. Like for a lot of people, that's the catalyst. That's number mm-hmm. one. And if you're not doing that, then none of the other pieces are going to fall into place as well as they should. Now, and this is from talking to a ton of people and just seeing where the struggles are, where, you know, they've had success. And, you know, when you aren't showing up, then your other habits, I guarantee, aren't happening. So that's that could be a good goal for a lot of people, especially just starting out. If, you, if, you're, if you're somebody who maybe hasn't trained um, ever or maybe you, quote unquote, fell off the wagon or whatever, whatever you want to think, like that could be a good goal. Just show up to the gym three days a week, put in some work, do some strength training, and that's it. That is your goal. If you get that, you check the box, you feel amazing about yourself, and you're doing something positive. Because once that becomes a habit, then, all right, well, then we'll worry about the protein, then we'll worry about sleep, and then we'll worry about the next thing. Um, but I think without that, it's kind of like the, the glue that holds everything together. Um, so make sure you're doing that before you're worrying about you know all the other minute details, like, oh, am I getting – enough carbs am i doing this am i doing that like well are you even showing up to to do some physical activity to wherever you you know do that at so um yeah that's a that's a very very simple one and you can check check in with yourself am i showing up to the gym three days a week if it's a no make that your goal and then once you can do that and it's it's your habit then you know explore your second option what's the next thing i can do so that's that's a simple one, and but I think it's something everybody needs to check in with and see, you know, am I doing that or not? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's uh, that's good. I um, I can't get off of the the thing. We, I mean, it's basically what we talked about last podcast, so the environment um, that you put yourself in. But I guess as we're talking about just goal setting, um, setting goals that are actually appropriate to your life. Um, and we, I mean, we, we change or help change lives every day. So we're not saying that, uh, that if your life isn't set up for X, Y, Z, that don't even shoot for it, but at the same time, being realistic, realistic with that. And I guess going back to the bite-sized goal thing, um, actually, actually giving yourself step-by-step, um, to achieve those can really save yourself some just confusing moments. Um, I just, I'm just thinking back to a conversation I had uh, with somebody earlier this week about, uh, you know, I think I want to, and this was the conversation pretty much in a nutshell, maybe a sentence or two uh, taken out, but I'm, I'm pretty sure I want to do a fitness show. And I was like, well, I know you like to drink, so could you give up <laughs> drinking on the weekends? Well, no. And I'm like, I, you know, you're conflicted as a coach, right? You're just like, well, okay, uh, I can, you know, well, I want you to get to where you want to be. But at the same time, like I know flat out you're not going to stop partying on the weekends because that's what you do and that's what you like to do. So if you had the option, party on the weekends or this fitness physique competition, what would you want to do? Well, I'd rather drink. Well, okay. Good thing we had this conversation so that you don't put up on your you know, New Year's resolution board like fitness competition and then just beat yourself up because you're doing everything right the whole – like all week. But then you go and you do your thing on the weekends. Yeah. Um, under Really, really being able to evaluate your life, the environment you've set yourself up in, and then knowing where it can change should help you kind of dictate the goals that you're setting um, and just making them you know, realistic, attainable, uh, I guess, again, bite-sized goals. Um, no, that's a, that's a great point, Ben. Like, I think a lot of people don't even actually, yeah, think the goals through to make sure they are realistic. Like, and it can be a great goal, like, okay, doing a fitness routine, like, or being a fitness person, like, yeah, you're going to get a lot of pat on the backs. Like, you know, I've done it before myself and like, but 
it's there's plenty of reasons not to do it you know like mm-hmm. you don't have to choose the most extreme goal um I think that's the biggest thing. I guess you know, just saying that out loud, like, yeah, you don't have to choose the most extreme goal. You know, mm-hmm. like it's okay to just do what's attainable or what fits your lifestyle. You know. Yep, and I think too, like, it's all right to set like an attainable goal, and then once you hit that, you're allowed to set another goal. Yeah, you're not yeah. just. It's, it's not, not just one and done. done. Yeah, one like, and done. You can you can set a goal and hit it. And then set another goal and hit that. And I, I think most people would probably rather do that if they thought it through rather than let me set this giant, uh, you know, really unachievable goal. It'd be like me saying, hey, I'm going to go climb Mount Everest when before like, well, maybe you should climb a smaller mountain first. Mm-hmm. Maybe you should go do some hiking and, you know, get yourself used to that activity before you try to go do the granddaddy of them all. Um, what is it in us that doesn't allow us to set the – I need to climb a smaller mountain. Like, well, like you set that goal. I want to climb this mountain. That's small. I th- and you go, ah, it's you too easy or something. I'm gonna what is that? I'm going to spitball here. And this could be wrong. And this is just me off the cuff. I think we feel better about failing at something so extreme. Like, like if I said, hey, I'm going to climb Mount Everest and I, and I never do it. Like, yeah. whatever. It's Mount Everest. Right. But if I say, you know what? I'm going to eat you know, four servings of protein a day and I fail at that, I feel like shit. Right. And I think that's what it is. Like it's it, maybe in our brains, like it feels better to, you know, set the goal really high because if you fail, no one's going to really say anything to you or you, mm. you're not going to feel as bad. But if you fail at some, to something basic, like, I, you know, I can't eat four servings of protein in a day, I, I think you're going to feel way worse about yourself. Mm. Yeah. And, I, and maybe that's it. And yeah. I mean, I think that's part of it. I think another part, especially now, is is social media. You yeah. know, mm-hmm. like we see the extreme stuff, right? True, so yeah. it's, but all we see is the highlight. Like we, you flip on Instagram, you see the champion bodybuilder, you see the ripped fitness model, mm-hmm. you see the elite CrossFitter, but you know what you don't see? You don't see the, yeah, the the no social life, the no drinking, the and packing every single meal for four years, the losing friendships, losing yeah. libido, um, yep. you know, all the negatives, the, the, you don't see any of that. You just see the, the finale, right? Oh, and now yep. who wouldn't want to do that? Like, Hey, if I'm going to lift weights, why would I not want to be a world record power lifter? Like I just saw a guy on Instagram with his trophy and he's strong and jacked. Like, why would I not want to do that? Right. You, you don't see no one celebrates the mediocre stuff, even though for all of us and most of us, like the mediocre stuff is plenty, you know? <laughs> so, and you don't have to give up everything. Um, You're right. That's like, yeah. dude, that's a downfall of social media now. I think like, I think it's a great tool, you know, for connecting, but also like the detriment is like you scroll and you see the highlights of everybody, you know, it makes you feel like shit about yourself. And I think that's why like people that compulsively use social media are shown to be like more prone to depression and and things like that than you know people that that don't you know because you are scrolling and you see these highlights and it gets to you like well why why am i not that why why can't i be that and i think just seeing that constantly like think about how much i mean i scroll through social media a lot and i know all of us probably do or catch ourselves doing it and like it's literally just highlights how often do you see someone that's like you know what man like today was today was okay Today was a normal day. Today was normal. I just sat at work and didn't do anything. No, nah, like people aren't going to post that. <laughs> people are going to post about all the good things that happened to them. So, um, 
yeah, it's just it's a tough thing to be a part of and to filter out and to not get caught up in. I mean, I know I get caught up in it. Like, and luckily, I have somebody at home that will yell at me if I'm you know scrolling too hard or you know on my phone too much, which is great, and I appreciate it, even if in the moment I don't. Um, yeah, it's dude, it's tough. I feel I like imagine, this this is going to be a drastic uh, change real quick, but just the way you said scrolling too hard for some reason, like f- <laughs> filming like a rap spoof music video, <laughs> and the song is called Scrolling Too Hard. I, like, knew I knew that's where you were going right when you said it, dude. I just want to put that out there. Yeah. Uh, it's like, I, like riding dirty, yeah. you know? Scrolling too hard. Oh. <laughs> and it, it just shows like you're scrolling and you just, oh man. I got so many ideas going through my head right now. Uh, but now, but but yeah, that's it. You know, so it's a uh, it's a sick beast. You know, I would say yeah. there's so many different reasons, and it's really just hey, it kind of comes back to like Ben said, like meditating to like uh, really just you know be able to like come back to central base with everything you know and, and really yeah. make a good decision. You know, yeah, you definitely want to know yourself, and I think that's a I mean, that's a good way to do it. Um, that that meditation, but I mean, just really look at your life, look at what you've set up. Um, actually be honest with yourself about the parts you like and the parts you don't and uh and there's your i mean there's your goals there's your things and honestly like you know at this point just if you really think that you're making a goal that's too small like prove it and show that you're capable of success like because you know what there are those people out there and i love what you guys said about it but just they 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 do these they put this huge goal out because they're going to fail at whatever they they think or they have this mindset or they you know that that's the rut they're in I fail at everything I do, so I'm gonna set I'm gonna set this big one up, and that way at least if I fail at that one, I've moved somewhere. But maybe maybe instead we need to teach ourselves success and just set a goal we know we can crush. Uh-huh. Crush that. How does that feel? Like look at you actually doing it. Look at you setting something and doing it. Now try a little bit bigger. Pretty soon you actually come to realize, and this goes for every single motherfucker listening to this, that yeah. you are capable of doing whatever it is that you set your mind to. Mm-hmm. Like changes will have to happen, but um, success is a mindset, and and it's something that that you don't. I mean, yeah, you you have it. Every one of us has it. We do it. We've done it. You're still alive. You're listening to it. You've done it. So um, maybe you just need to start a little smaller and let yourself be right and and successful. So I'm gonna ask a question. Do you guys think people are afraid of success sometimes? Oh, yeah, hundred percent. Yeah. Like maybe just because it's change. Uh, yeah. Like everyone resists change. It's, I think it's the way we are. We seek equilibrium, and and you know you want things to be the same. You want everything to be normalized. Yeah. But you know maybe people are afraid of success because it's different. You know, and people will view you different, and things change, and you know it's, that's it is scary. That it is yeah, it's scary. I think changes so. Um, you know, maybe that is why, you know, not the only reason, but, you know, something that plays into why people are kind of afraid to go for something attainable. Yeah. You know, because I, well, I, you know, maybe I, maybe I will do this, but what happens if I do that? Who am I going to be? Um, and, and maybe that's a, a hurdle some people have to jump over. Yeah. It means, I mean, things will change. If you, if you experience success with something, it, it's typically going to be a different standard than at that point, you know, yep. that you have to commit to. Yep. So. Um. Yeah, but once you do it, it snowballs. So yeah, exactly. Yeah, you get comfortable with it. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I think for you know most of the people listening to kind of bring it full circle. Um. Yeah, it just just start small and like for us, we know like with what we do at Coastal Strength and Fitness, for most of our members, just 
coming to the gym is is a key thing for them you know and i know for like the morning crew the morning people uh working out is like a key part of their morning routine it kind of sets the tone for their day gets them going and for the evening people it's like a lot of people of our clients you know when you talk with them they love having that transition between work and home Mm -hmm. you know so so really it's just like finding like you know you need to exercise or you know you need to eat healthier and then like where does that fit into your day? Like, don't think about all the worldly things and research the million different ways to do it. Just do, you know, like just start working out, get help, find a place and just where does it fit in your day? Because if you can't make it work in your day, it's not going to work at all, you know? So, yeah. That was good. Shazam blam. So with that, I think, Happy New Year's to, to everyone. It'll be 2018 when they hear this. Yep, it will. So, mm, mm. so get your mind right. It's going to be good. Get your head right. Mm-mm. My, my uh, goal this year is to maxi- maximize uh, puppy snuggling. Oh, yeah. My goal this year is to get a puppy. That's attainable. <laughs> See? That's attainable. That's Will's starting smart. Like, he can't maximize puppy puppy smuggling if he doesn't even have a puppy yet. Uh-huh. uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, this is, look at that illustration. Look at that. It, Start small. Yeah. You just got to get the puppy. I don't think I'm going to have much resistance on getting a dog, so. It, but you know what? But it's a scary – but that little bit of success, you know, it will change changes everything. Well, it changes, right? it changes the whole day right now. Yeah. Like you have a dog to walk yeah. and you yep. have to feed the dog. Mine's and you got, take it mine's to got to poop right now. I and know yeah, he does. Yeah, like you got to take it outside. <laughs> so like you're right. There's a lot that comes with this success yep. of getting a dog. You'll be successfully cuddling, but you'll have a lot more responsibility. You know the good thing is? I don't technically have to be at work until like 2.30. So I got a lot of time to snuggle or <laughs> to attack that second goal. Or I can always snuggle at the gym. Mm-hmm. Just throw it out there. Just mm-hmm. up a little playpen in the office. Oh, there we go. We didn't need a playpen. Don't we already have one of those for Ben? Yeah, actually. Yeah. <laughs> you can just use mine. Yeah. Same height. Basically play. a playpen. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, I think it's time to uh, skedaddle. Yep. Mm-hmm. All right. See you guys. What? what the, Ben, do you got any like Christmas music? Uh, man, no. I, honestly, just, that's that's the problem. Like too much Christmas music, too mm. much like music. I, I'm not even I'm not even in touch with my uh, with my instincts. I throw on my phone. I look at my recently played, and it makes me sick. <laughs> so uh, we're gonna have to start off uh, 2018 on a, a you know clear palette. Listen to something good. <laughs> and uh, it, hopefully I'll have uh, some di- I'll have some direction for you yeah next there week. We go. There you go. See where you're headed. I like it. All right. Yep. Holla back. Later. Bye bye.